Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Continue with our service today. First of all, I want to thank 
everybody for respecting those who are wearing masks inside of our church, that you're keeping your social distancing. That is so awesome. I appreciate that. <clears throat> and then I just want to say hi. <laughs> I'm just revved up. I'm revved up. We are having youth Sunday service in the church. It's every Sunday now at 10 a.m. up in room six. And this service is for children ages five to 11. If you need more information regarding this service, you may contact Sharon Clays at youth at unityfh.com. It feels like an echo for some reason. Yeah, we're a little hot right over here on this this uh, amplifier here, oh. so I just want to turn this one down. We're good. Turn that amp down. Oh. All right. And then we are having a brief fellowship gathering outside in the backyard for those of you who'd like to stick around and just greet each other. And then also, we're still having our Monday Zoom house parties at 1 p.m. And I like to call Wednesday Holy Hump Day. <laughs> Because that's when we do our Bible study at 1 p.m. And then at Wednesday evening, we have meditation at 7 p.m. Everyone's welcome to join us. The meditations will be in person and online. The Bible study is online. The women's group, critical conversations, meetings, and family trivia night are postponed right now. Oh, we got to put me back on. Are postponed right now until after Labor Day. But the men's group is still meeting. They're going to be meeting on the 3rd. Sunday, uh, Saturday in August, which is August 21st. And they're discussing this book called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Women, we are invited. <laughs> I'm teaching a new class. It's called The Universe is Calling. It will be starting on September 14th. It'll be from September 14th to November 2nd. This is a powerful book by um, Eric Butterworth. It, the class will be on Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. We're going to be delving into a deeper understanding of the function and nature of prayer, God consciousness, interpersonal communication, and spiritual living. So if you want to sign up for, sign up for the class, feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. And you can, you need the book, The Universe is Calling. You can purchase that on amazon.com, smile.amazon.com. That way the proceeds will go to Unity Affirm Tens. They, they send um donations every time you purchase through Amazon. Then many of you have signed up to volunteer. I want to give a hand to those of you who signed up to volunteer. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We still need volunteers for our youth ministry program, for our tech uh, team, and for our community outreach. So if you are interested in volunteering and you haven't signed up yet, please go to our website and click on that link and you can sign up there. For more information for our classes, activities, group meetings, and events, and what's going on in the, and be in the know at Unity of Farmington Hills, visit our website, unityfh.com. If you want to sign up for the email blast, just scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you can sign up there. And then also, for those of you who want to be members at our beautiful spiritual community, you may go to that homepage, click on About Us, and fill out that membership form. Hey, Dwayne. Dwayne's in the house. Oh, and everybody else up in the balconies in the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then also, if you need to renew your membership, go to the website and you can go to that link as well. About us. The, hit, uh, fill out that membership form. If you want to schedule an appointment with me or you want to pray with me, feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call me at 248 
737-9191. If I don't answer, please leave a message. I will call you back. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, no, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> and Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then if you want to send in your request through email or fill out the prayer request forms outside on the counter, you can do so. The beautiful thing about our prayer ministry is that after we pray over your request, we send them to Silent Unity to be prayed over again for 30 days. I want to thank our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry, who's right now helping out with the Children's Church, and Eileen Lindbergh. And I really, really appreciate their sacred service to our spiritual community. If any of you want to sign up to be a prayer chaplain, please let me know. And then we'll, when we take our next training, you can be a part of that. This concludes our announcements for today. So now as we listen to our beautiful, beautiful music team sing Shirley to Presence, let us quiet our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening brief meditation. is journey and if you'd like to close your eyes to hear the message the daily word feel free to do so or you can read along the affirmation reads my life's journey begins and ends in the heart of God I'm gonna affirm that again and then I'd like you to affirm that with me my life's journey begins and ends in the heart of God together my life's journey begins and ends in the heart of God and the message reads, I feel excitement at the beginning of a journey, thinking of, about the adventures, the beautiful sights, and the fascinating people I will find at my journey's end. Even as I look forward to reaching my destination, however, I remain alert, open to the adventures and insights that await discovery along the way. My faith tells me that my spiritual journey begins in the heart of God, began in the heart of God long before my human birth. In childhood, I look outward. 
longing for the adventures that would become waypoints on my journey to maturity. Now I journey inward, looking for the spiritual home I never le really left. I am learning that even the most ordinary day can become an opportunity to realize that the heart of God is present everywhere. And the scripture for today comes from Psalm. It's chapter 121, verse 8. The Lord will keep your, coming, your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Let us gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. And just allow your consciousness, your focus, your attention to float right down into your heart in the center of your chest. And just let your body relax as you gently breathe in the presence of God and gently exhale all that blocks you from feeling that presence. And just continue to breathe in the presence of God, breathing in love. And exhale, I release and let go. As you breathe in, affirm, I love. And as you exhale, I release and let go. And just let your spirit float up from within. Just feeling peace and serenity inside. Release the hustle and bustle of the morning. And let your mind, your soul, and your body relax in this now present moment. Hear these words in your heart. God, I accept your love. I know your love. I sit in your love. I be the expression of your love. And just take another deep, deep breath, breathing in love. And exhale deeply, I release and let go. Take one more deep breath, breathing in love. Exhale deeply. And exhale deeply, I release and let go. And now as we gently open our eyes, let us remain in the presence of God's love. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all 
is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together, knowing that it is working. And I added in classrooms because we're affirming it for our youth ministry as well. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. We're going to have our first special song, and then I will be back with our message.
Can we give them a hand, another hand? <laughs> you guys always find a way to make me cry. <laughs> I could be called the crying preacher. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Michael. Thank you all. That was amazing. Um, uh, I'm trying to catch my composure. Can, can you think about, can you just take that in? A God that's indescribable, a God that loves you, the gospel that goes deep down in your heart, sees everything you've done, everything you might be upset about about yourself, everything you might be ashamed about about yourself, and still loves you the same because God sees what God planted inside of your heart, and God loves you, loves that peace that God planted inside of your heart. Isn't that awesome to think about? You can never mess up in the eyes of God. Come on. Stop. <laughs> All right. So there was this minister, this pastor, and this music director, and it's not me and Nicholas, <laughs> who were having a feud, and it spilled into the church. One morning, the pastor was singing about being a, I mean, speaking about being a giver. And the music director got up and said, they got, that Jesus sang this song, led the choir in a song that said, Jesus paid it all. He's getting back at the minister. So then the minister decides the next week he talks about not gossiping, you know. And the preacher, the uh, music director gets up and leads the song, I love to tell the story. <laughs> so the pastor gets upset, and he decides to go to another church, you know. So he's in that final day. He's telling the everybody, you know, uh, it's sad. I'm sad to say that this is my last day here. Jesus brought me here, and Jesus is taking me away. And then the music director could not resist. He got up and led the, the uh, choir in. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, and I wanted to share it with you all. So this, uh, this month we've been the studying the Beatitudes. 
And the Beatitudes are a powerful beginning to the most powerful sermon ever written, ever spoken. Now it's by uh, Jesus, and it is the Sermon on the Mount. You can read the Sermon on the Mount in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. And Jesus had four ways of teaching. He taught through precepts, he taught through parables, he taught through miracles, and he taught by example. The Beatitudes which we are discussing, and we're going to discuss all eight of them, we're on the, the third one today. The Beatitudes are G the precepts, and that is how Jesus is teaching. That's one of the ways Jesus is teaching. That's how he begins the Sermon on the Mount, is teaching through precepts. And precepts are concise statements of spiritual truth. So the first one was God blesses those who are poor and realize they need, uh, need him. And the second one, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And then the second one we talked about last week is God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And this week, we're going to be discussing God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. So the title of my talk today is Blessed Are Those Meek. Blessed Are the Meek. Now, this is, Jesus is amazing because Jesus had a way of preparing us, preparing us for what Jesus was going to say. And so in the beginning of this sermon, in, cha in chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, we, we read about how Jesus sees the crowd coming. And I'm going to say this every single time because the, what he did prepared, the, prepared his consciousness for what he was about to say. And we got to prepare our consciousness for every single beatitude in order to be that attitude that Jesus is describing in the beatitudes. Did you get that? <laughs> so in the beginning of this, Chapter 5, verse 1-2, it says that Jesus saw the crowd coming. He walked up on the side of the mountain, the mountainside, and it said that he sat down. The disciples came around him. He opened his mouth, and he began to speak. Before you can be any of these attitudes of being, these states of being, because Jesus isn't telling us what to do. Jesus, Jesus is telling us what to be because you have to be in a state of consciousness in order to live in the truth, the spiritual truth that you are. That fifth unity principle, what does it say? It's not enough to what? Live the truth. I know the truth. You must live the truth that you know. But until you get your consciousness in the truth, you cannot live the truth that you know. Amen? Amen. So, when Jesus came around away from the crowd, which represents the multitude of our thoughts, it's when we move up to a higher vibration, a higher consciousness of thinking. We have two forms of consciousness in our mind, two planes of consciousness, the human plane and the spiritual level. So the human realm and the spiritual realm. Jesus moved up to the spiritual realm of listening, of seeing, of being. And then root yourself in spiritual truth. He sat down in it. When you root yourself in spiritual truth, those 12 facets of your consciousness, your 12 disciples will come forth and stand up and be quickened so they can conspire to be in you the consciousness that you are creating with God, co-creating with God. So in the month of July, in unity, that represents spiritual understanding. Does anybody remember the disciple? That represents spiritual understanding. Thomas. He was called Doubting Thomas. 
And actually, Thomas's name also means the twin. And I meditated on that. Why would it mean the twin? Because we have our shadow side and our spirit side, our, our light side. The shadow side is your human consciousness. The light side of you, it, the, the brings in the light, your spiritual understanding is the Christ in you. So just as powerfully as you get in the Christ in you, you will have the shadow side in you there too. So that's why they have the prince of light and the prince of darkness. It's, it represents those high levels of consciousness inside of you. So let's move into this beatitude. And I'm listening. When you look at this, Jesus spoke in some parables, it seems like. He says, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. And there's another interpretation of that from the King, from the Ampli no, the King James Version says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And then the Amplified Version says, blessed are the gentle, the kind-hearted, sweet-spirited, self-controlled. Now, we're looking at that word blessed, uh, uh, meek, because we already said blessed means to be in a state of happiness, in a, in a state of blissfulness, in a, to be fortunate. And so Jesus is saying if you're this state of consciousness, you'll be blessed by experiencing this expression of God, this aspect of God. But if we are meek and humble and gentle, how are we going to inherit the earth? Initially, when you think about the word meek or humble or gentle, a lot of people think that means weakness, you know? Like you're a pushover, like you give in easily, like people can run over you. But the real meaning of the word gentle is power over control. It's a word that describes tamed wild animals. Back then they would tame the, the wild horses to go into war. And those horses were mean horses, fierce horses that would, that would trample over you. But the masters would train them, and they wouldn't go into war. They'd sit there ready. They'd sit there waiting. They'd sit there controlling their power, controlling their strength until the master bucked them, and then they'd go forward and charging into war, charging into the fight. And that's what it means to be meek and gentle. It means to have control over your power and your strength. So I'm meditating on that. God, what are you meaning by this? The power and your strength. I'm meditating on that. All week I've been sitting with God with this meditating on it. And I remembered that power is one of our spiritual faculties. Power is your dominion. Power is the power that you have over your consciousness. And so I'm like, okay, how is that connected to your earth? And so when I went into that deeply, I realized that when we sit in a state of consciousness of being meek, we move into our dominion over our consciousness. We remember a couple months ago when we talked about what the spiritual faculty of power means. It is your dominion over your consciousness, it's self-mastery over your consciousness, and it's control over your consciousness. Your dominion represents being accountable and responsible for your own way of being. You cannot say, this person made me feel this way, this person made me angry, this person did this, oh, I'm upset at them because of that, because then you're taking and putting your power in their hands. You're giving them dominion over your mind. You're giving them responsibility and authority over your consciousness. When you are meek and humble, you take control, you take accountability. 
responsibility. You take responsibility for your own consciousness, your beliefs, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your habits, everything you take to control over it. And your strength. That's Andrew. Andrew is your persistence. It's your stick to if that is a word. It's how, it's your, it's you being rooted in it and being persistent in it. That's what it means to be strong. So to have control over that. Now there were two people in the Bible who are named, who are called meek. One of them, of course, we know that one definitely. Who is that one? Jesus. You can say it. You can say it loud. Jesus. The other one is Moses. But Moses was hot-headed. Moses had an anger issue. He needed to go to anger management classes. How do we know this? Because the reason he went into exile was because he got angry at an Egyptian who was acting out and beating one of his people, one of the Hebrews, and he killed that Egyptian. He, he just killed him. He had a red flash, a flash of red and went and killed that guy. And then when he was told by God, and that was in Exodus, in Numbers Chapter 20, verses 1 through 13, we read about how the Israelites are grumbling and upset and angry. And why, are you, why did you bring us out of Egypt? We don't have any water. We don't have any food. Do you want us to perish out here? And Moses is getting frustrated now. He, he and his brother go to talk to God. God says to them, I want you to take your staff, just like you did before when they needed water. But in this time, instead of spite, uh, striking the right, rock, I want you to speak to the rock and bring out water. Moses goes up to them and starts, he's all indignant now with his anger. Listen, you rebels. This is uh, Numbers verse 10. He says, listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water from this rock? And then he hits the rock two times with the, with the uh, staff, and water gushes out. He did not have control. He was not being meek there. So why would we call, why would the Bible call Moses meek? Because it's an ongoing process of being meek. It's an everyday process. You are always going to have opportunities, always going to have opportunities to have control over your power and over your strength. Moses' name means to draw out. And he was gentle and he was meek, which means he was in the process of drawing that out on a higher and higher expression. So there's two aspects of our consciousness that are working here. There's the inherited earth. That's the, one, that's the, that's the consciousness over your body that you've been given when you were conceived in God's mind. That's the spiritual realm of spiritual truth. And then there's the adopted earth. The adopted earth are those things that we taught, we, we learned and accepted and adopted into our way of being from other people outside of this world, outside in the outside world. So what your mother and father told you, what your teachers told you about yourself, what your uh, siblings told you about yourself, what people in, in church or in school told you about yourself. I remember hearing this story about this guy who, um, it was this pastor who was told to bless um, this guy who bought him a car. I mean, uh, t sold him a car. And he was taking the guy out to lunch one night, one day. And as he was talking with this guy, the, he said, I'd like to invite you to church. And the gentleman said, I, I haven't been in church in 20 years. And I'm ad-libbing it, just going through the story of how I remember it. And the minister said, why? 
And the, young, and, the, and the young man said, he was about 30 years old, he said, because when I was around 10 years old, I had this really close friend, and we, were, uh, we would have fun together. And when we were in church, we were having fun together, and he was the one who was making me laugh. But his, his father, who was a minister, came up to me, and this had racism in it too. He came up to me and told me I was the one doing it and told me I did not deserve to be in a church, that I was a sinner, and that I will always, always be bad. And so I never came into a church again. That's an adopted consciousness. That's an adopted earth. Your, your earth is the spiritual consciousness, the, the consciousness that you live by inside of your mind, the beliefs. Can you imagine the beliefs that he had after that? Can you imagine the way he thought about himself after that? Can you imagine his relationships after that? Can, and if anybody talked to him about Jesus or about God or about church, can you imagine what it might have triggered in his consciousness? Now think about in your life those times when you might feel bad about yourself. Those, time, those thoughts in your mind that cause you to feel shameful or, term, or some type of turmoil or the issues, that your issues, your insecurities, think about that. That's your adopted earth. We are here to transcend that. God knew that when we came into this earth, we would come into race consciousness. People say we're born into sin. You are not born at a sinner. You may be born into the consciousness, the third dimensional realm of limitation and separation. That will be considered sin because that realm is not rooted in God. But you are not born a sinner. You are born a child of God that will always be a child of God, that will always be made in God's image and likeness. And what you take on and how you live that's in a way that's outside of it is living in accordance to the adoptive earth. We are here to transcend that and be the expression of the light of God. We are here to be the image and likeness of God. So that means that you have to transcend what it is that's in your consciousness that is making you think that you're anything other than a beautiful child of God. That's your adopted world, and we are here to step into the inherited world inherited earth. The whole inherited earth means to have dominion over your mind. When Moses went and struck that rock, he was angry at the people and a big part of him was angry at himself because he couldn't give them what he thought they needed. What they needed was to see God in that moment, not him in that moment. How many times do we step up showing people us instead of God? When you show people us instead of God, you are living and from the adopted world, your adopted earth, not your inherited earth. So now we got to step into releasing everything and surrendering it to God. Surrender your consciousness to God. The moment you do, the moment you do, then you have inherited your earth, your whole earth. Your, you've taken dominion over your consciousness. Don't let someone else be the responsible or dominion or take authority over your consciousness by acting according to what someone else says or does. So I love in this book, The Four Agreements. Anybody ever read that book or heard about that book? Do you remember The Four Agreements? No? <laughs> what are they? Be impeccable with your word is one of them. What's the other one? Don't take it personally. What's the other one? Do your best and don't make assumptions. The, I, when I ask God, how do I live being humble? And what is it that I've learned that's moved me into it, living in a way that I'm 
having control over my power and over my strength. Your power is your authority. Your strength is your persistence. Are you being persistent in what is human or are you being persistent in what is the truth and what's spiritual about you? Those are a lot of, those are the ways that came to me to live in. Then there's others. There's another one that's really powerful for me. Stop, look, and listen. Remember that when you were growing up? What was that from? Stop, oh, stop listening. Oh, it's a song. It's also before you cross the street, right? Before you move forward, stop listening. Stop, you look both ways, and then you listen to see if there's any cars coming, and you go forward. In order for us to be humble, this is a beautiful process. And God gives us promises through Jesus in these Beatitudes. If you be this attitude, I promise you, you'll have this experience of me. If you be this attitude of being humble, being gentle, being uh, uh, meek, you will experience in your consciousness control and dominion over your own world. You will live in the expression of, king, of heaven on earth. In your mind, you will move up to the conscious plane of spirituality, and you will live that inside of yourself, a peace and a, a resilience and a love and a serenity and this strength inside of yourself that will reflect itself in this world. And so when you stop any situation you're in, stop. Just stop. Stop yourself. Don't do anything. Just stop. And then look from a higher perspective at the situation. Look at where you're focusing. And then listen to what's going on in your mind. And listen to hear God's words. Listen to hear what God's saying to, to you about you. And listen to what God's saying to you about this world. Does it make sense? So there's three different things I want us to, and I got this from um, another minister I was looking, listening to. His name, Rick Warren. Yeah, he wrote, wrote that book, um, Purpose Driven Life. He was saying, be understanding, not demanding. So these are, these are three things that I've taken on when I listened to him earlier this week, and I'm asking us to take this on as a challenge together during this week as walking in a spirit of being meek so that we can inherit the earth that God has given us when God conceived you in your mind. So he said, be understanding instead of demanding. You know, my father said to me once that those who, he said, find a way to command respect instead of demanding respect. Because when you command respect, it's because of the way you're being. You're co-manifest, and I brought this part, you're co-manifesting that with God. But when you demand respect, it's out of fear. You get it out of fear and obligation. I want to command respect the way Jesus did by my actions. I want to be the presence of heaven on earth so that people respect me because I'm respecting them and they feel the love inside of me and it emanates and it opens up the love in them and that's what I draw out. That's how I want to be humble. I want to step into having control over my own mind. So when I'm around somebody who's serving me, or I'm around somebody who's a, a working or something, or I'm around my family members, and they're doing something that may not be the best, I'm going to be understanding, not demanding. That means I've got to let go of expectation. Stop expecting people to be a certain way and show up a certain way. Stop expecting people to love you a certain way or be a certain way around you. Just accept them the way they are. Total acceptance, love. So be understanding, not demanding. The other one is um, be tender, 
without surrender. So there are going to be moments where you disagree with someone. I like to say, agree, let's agree to disagree. And what that means is I'm not going to say what you're feeling is wrong, and I'm just agreeing that what you're feeling is wrong. And we're going to agree on that because you are wrong. What I'm saying is I agree that you have your way of seeing it, and God's working in you, and I, and I respect that in you, and I have my way of seeing it, where we will agree to disagree. So he says, be gentle, uh, be tender without surrender. You doesn't mean you give in. True humbleness and true gentleness and true meekness is not giving in. Stand in your truth in an expression of love. So agree to disagree. And then the third thing that he said is be gentle, not judgmental. Gentle, not judgmental. We judge all the time. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Why they do it this way? Why they do it? I did it. We always judging. Shift it to being discerning. Judgmental, judge, that's one of our faculties, is the wisdom, is being discerning. So, be gentle. So, these are the three, the three ways we are going to act this week. We're going to be understanding and not demanding, which means we agree to disagree. We're going to be tender without surrender. No. Uh, understanding, not demanding, means that you will respect others who are around you, who are serving you, who are at, out in the workplace. If you go to a restaurant, you're just going to understand where they're coming from. I, I, I was listening to this, um, this uh, 102.7, and these, this restaurant said that they were giving their, their employees a love day because they were being treated so mean because there were a lot of things that you heard that there were a lot of things that were going on, and there were new, these were new, uh, uh, newly into, uh, like, college students. They were hiring college students to give them an opportunity to work. And people were treating them bad. They were just dogging them out, and you don't have this, and why don't you have that, and just treating them so mean. So these, this restaurant decided to start their, open their restaurant a little bit later so they can give training to their employees and give their employees some love. Give yourself some love by not being demanding to people. Because when you are, that energy inside of you is more, more, more damaging to you than the other person. So be understanding, not demanding. Be tender without surrender, which means agree to disagree. And be gentle without being judgmental, which means to take away those expectations. And then you know the four agreements. Let's put those together. And let's be the expression of humility and gentleness. Have power, have control over your power and your strength. That's what it means to be meek. Have control over your power and your strength. And it doesn't mean sit back there fuming and reason, and I'm going to be passive aggressive, and I know how I'm going to get them. I'm not going to get them in a mean way, but I'm going to find a way to get them. No. Let God stop in that moment, look at yourself, and listen to God. Does that make sense? So let us do that. Blessed are those who are meek. Are you ready to be more meek with me, more gentle with me? Just a few of you. <laughs> I accept that I am meek together. I live in my gentleness together. I openly accept my inherited earth together. Amen. Amen. Namaste.
And so now we're going to have our music team come up and sing. And then we will do our love offering and go into our closing prayer segment. Okay, our second special today is a song that uh, focuses on your personal relationship with God. So this is a message that Reverend Kelly actually comes back to over and over, and that is through prayer, all things are possible. So it's about strengthening your relationship with God every day, and this song is called of One.
that you are transforming their lives and their consciousness right now to bring forth the blessing you have in store for them. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that is loving them, loving us, no matter what. And thank you for allowing us to be able to stand in the gap for others who are in need. And also thank you for blessing Unity of Farmington Hills and everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills and the world. Amen. Now let us affirm our prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And now we'll have our peace song. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.